0: For thirty years I've been studying my fellow men. I do not know very much about them. I should certainly hesitate to engage a servant on his face and yet I suppose it is on the face that for the most part we judge the persons that we meet. We draw our conclusions based on the shape of the jaw, the look in the eyes, the contour of the mouth. I wonder if we are more often right than wrong. Why novels and plays are so often untrue to life is that their authors, perhaps of necessity, make their characters all of a piece. They cannot afford to make them self-contradictory, for then they become incomprehensible. And yet, self-contradictory is what most of us are. We are all a haphazard bundle of inconsistent qualities. I shrug my shoulders when people tell me that their first impressions of a person are always right. I think they must have small insight or great vanity. For my part, I find that the longer I know people, the more they puzzle me. My oldest friends are just those of whom I can say I don't know the first thing about them. These recollections have occurred to me because I read in the morning paper that Edward Burton had died at Kobe. He was a merchant, and he had been in business in Japan for many years. I knew him very little, but he interested me because he once gave me a great surprise. Unless I had heard the story from his own lips, I should never have believed him capable of such an action. It was more startling because both in appearance and manner he suggested a very definite type. Here, if ever, was a man all of a piece. He was a tiny little fellow, not much more than five feet four in height very slender, with white hair, a red face, much wrinkled, and blue eyes. I suppose he was about 60 when I knew him. He was always neatly and quietly dressed in accordance with his age and station. Though his offices were in Kobe, Burton often came down to Yokohama. I happened to be spending a few days there, waiting for a ship, and was introduced to him at the British Club. We played bridge together. He played a good game, and a generous one. He did not talk very much either then or after when we were having drinks, but what he said was sensible. He had a quiet, dry humor. He seemed to be popular at the club, and later, after he had gone, they all described him as one of the best. It just so happened that we were both staying at the Grand Hotel, and the next day he asked me to dine with him. I met his wife, fact elderly Lillian smiling and his two daughters. It was evidently a united and affectionate family. I think the chief thing that struck me about Burton was his kindliness. There was something very pleasing in his mild blue eyes. His voice was gentle. You could not imagine him possibly raising in an anger. His smile was benign. Here was a man who attracted you because you felt in him a real love for his fellows. He had charm, but there was nothing mawkish about him. He loved his game of cards and his cocktail. He could tell with point a good and spicy story, and in his youth he had been something of an athlete. He was a rich man, and he had made every penny of it himself. I suppose one thing that made you like him was that he was so small and frail he aroused your instincts of protection. You felt he would not hurt a fly. One afternoon I was sitting in the lounge at the Grand Hotel. Burton came into the lounge presently and seated himself in the chair next to mine. "'What do you say to a little drink?' he said. He clapped his hands for a boy and ordered two gin fizzes. As the boy brought the drinks, a man passed along the street outside and seeing me waved his hand. "'Oh, do you know Turner?' said Burton as I nodded a greeting. "Uh, "'Yes, I was introduced to him at the club. I'm told he's a debt collector. Yes, I believe he is. We have a good many here. He plays bridge well. They generally do. There was a fellow here last year, oddly enough a namesake of mine, who was the best bridge player I ever met. I don't suppose you ever ran into him in London. Lenny Burton, he called himself. I'm told he belonged to some very good clubs. No, I don't believe I recall the name. He was quite a remarkable player. He seemed to have an instinct about the cards. It was uncanny. He was in Kobe for some time. I I used to play with him a lot. It's rather a funny story. He wasn't a bad chap. I liked him. He was always well dressed and smart looking. He was handsome in a way with curly hair and pink and white cheeks. Women thought a lot of him. A bit of money used to come in for him once every quarter and he made a bit more by card playing. (laughs) He won a good deal of mine, I can tell you that. Burton gave a kindly chuckle. I knew from personal experience that he could lose money at Bridge with a good grace. I suppose that's why he came to me when he went broke. That and the fact that he was a namesake of mine. He came to my office one day and said that he wanted a job. I was rather surprised. He said there was no more money coming in and that he wanted to work. I asked him how old he was. Thirty-five, he said. And what have you been doing hitherto? Well nothing much he said (laughs) i couldn't help laughing well there's nothing i can do for you right now i said come back in another 35 years and i'll see what i can do he didn't say anything he went rather pale he hesitated a moment and then he told me that he'd been losing money at cards for some time he hadn't been willing to stick to bridge he'd been playing poker and he'd got trimmed. He hadn't got a penny. He'd pawned everything he owned. He couldn't pay his hotel bill, and they wouldn't give him any more credit. He was down and out. If he couldn't find a job to do, he'd have to commit suicide. I looked at him more closely. I could see now that he was all to pieces. He'd been drinking more than usual, and he looked 50. The girls wouldn't have thought much of him if they'd seen him then. Well, isn't there anything you can do besides play cards, I said. I can swim, he said. Swim? I couldn't believe my ears It seemed such an insane answer to give. I swam for my university. Well, I got some glimmer of what he was driving at. I've known too many men who were little tin gods at their university to be impressed by it. I was a pretty good swimmer myself when I was a young man, I said. Then I got an idea. Pausing in his story, Burton turned to me. Do you know Kobe? He said. Uh, No, I passed through it once, but I only spent a night there. Then you don't know the Shioya Club. When I was a young man I swam from there round the beacon and ended up at the creek of Tarumi. It's over three miles and rather difficult on account of the currents round the beacon. Anyway I told my young namesake about it and said that if he'd do it I'd give him a job. I could see he was somewhat taken aback. Well, you say you're a swimmer, I said. I'm not in very good condition, he said. Well, I didn't say anything. I shrugged my shoulders. He looked at me for a moment and then he said, All right, when do you want me to do it? I looked at my watch, it was just past ten. The swim shouldn't take you more than an hour and a quarter. I'll drive round the creek to meet you at about uh, half past twelve. I'll take you to the club to change and then we'll have lunch together. Done, he said. We shook hands. I wished him good luck and then he left me. I would rather a lot of work to do that morning and only just managed to make it to the creek at Tarumi at half-past twelve. I needn't have hurried, though. He never turned up. Oh, did he funk it at the last moment, I said? No, he didn't funk it. He started out all right. Of course, he'd ruined his constitution by drink and dissipation. The currents round the beacon were more than he could handle. We didn't get the body back for three days. didn't say anything for a moment or two. I was a little shocked. Then I asked Burton a question. When you made him that offer of a job, did you know he'd be drowned? He gave a mild little chuckle and looked at me with those kind and candid blue eyes of his. He rubbed his chin with his hand. Well. I hadn't got a vacancy in my office at the moment.